0: Welcome to this episode of the Buy the Hood podcast or webcast, because I don't know how you're consuming this content. I'm your host as always. My name is Jimmy. And as we start off every show, that is with gratitude. I want to say thank you to anyone and everyone who supports what we got going on. Special shout out to all of the students from By the Hood University, as well as the youth from the Buy the Hood ownership camp. I got my partner, Crown Court with me. Court, what's up, good brother? What's really good, Jim? Every day above ground is a good day, so let's really go get it absolutely and as you know our platform is designed to highlight brothers and sisters who are doing positive work building businesses just putting out great energy into our community and listen man the sister that we got on today is my one of my favorite people on social media all outside of the fact that she's a master trader investor businesswoman and all that she is um probably core i would say top five funniest person on the timeline man what you where are you right Naomi? we got naomi martin naomi welcome 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 yeah. The body y'all. Where you Naomi man she, she, uh, <laughs> she top three She top three not three yeah, no, I yeah. get off Facebook three Definitely top three and she's not three But she's also a master Of what she does so we want to bring her on And have her talk about her sure, story yeah. her journey And how she got to where she got to Because you know she's always transparent In, in saying that you know, just a couple years ago, she wasn't where she is. Right. So let's talk man. about this journey though, man. So Naomi, tell us first and foremost, where are you from? Where are you born and raised? Where are you from? Um,
1: Well, I actually grew up in Shreveport, Louisiana, and I didn't move to Texas until I was 10 years old. So right around when I was fifth grade, I moved to Dallas, Texas. My mom, I have two other sisters. They're younger. Um, she was a single mom. So she did all she could to really get us out of Louisiana. Cause it was just a bad neighborhood down there. Mm-hmm. But it's like, she was working consistently. Like, days and nights just to make sure we had a stable home and then eventually I think it was later down fifth grade year um once we moved to Texas she got us out of the whole Dallas area because it's like some parts of Dallas is real bad so we actually ended up moving down into um Louisville Texas which is like a suburban town um like 20 minutes outside of Dallas and from there hell I stayed there my entire life until this past year Uh, Um I live in McKinney right now so Yeah, (laughs) it was hard. I didn't think I would be where I am like growing up because I don't know, like I was a good student. I was always a good student in school, um, a student. But it's like when I graduated, there was just other things going on in my life to where I was just like, okay, it makes sense for a top student in high school, um, middle school and elementary school to, you know, just go off to college and finish off what they taught us, which is go to school, get an education, get a good job after. Right but I ended up taking a break <laughs> before I went to college. So I graduated early in high school, um, top of my class. And then, so I graduated that January and then I went to graduation in June, moved at my mom's house and then just wanted to find myself because she, I lived in, I was like a very sheltered child. So okay. it's like, I was so sheltered. I wasn't like one that was like always out partying, mm-hmm. had a lot of friends. Like I was literally going to school Go to work, go home, and then you know, just do my own little thing. <laughs> yeah. So let
0: me ask you this question. So when you finished, did you finish at the top of your class? You took a break. Um, and you said
1: you did go to college eventually. I did, I, but I only went for a month. Um, I went to school for a month, and that's because I had other things going on. So my mom, she was she she is still schizophrenic. Um,
0: okay, but,
1: so but she was undiagnosed throughout my childhood. So I remember times in my life to where it's like when I was younger, things were like normal. It was like when they hit my teenage years, you know, things started getting a little weird. It didn't make sense. But we didn't. She didn't get a diagnosis until I say from me being like 10, 11 years old to me being 18, 19, 20. That's when she started getting diagnosed as a schizophrenic. And, you know, it's like a scary thing as a kid because you just don't know what's going on. Like you think and you see everyone living these normal lives. But it's just like my life wasn't making any sense. So like i'm the oldest so i graduated and then you know my sisters they were two years once two years behind me and then once four years behind me so like i took on the role as mom at that point right so that like i didn't go to school because i know i needed to work so i couldn't go to school and work and provide for them and they were still in high school um and one was like a freshman high school one was graduating like a year after me and she went off to college so like that time period of me graduating was me getting stable enough to go ahead and take them so once she like fully went off the rocker. She's better now. Then it's like, all right, they moved in with me and they died, didn't really change because I still lived in Louisville at the time downstream from my mom. So they were still able to go to the same school. I was mm-hmm. just working more and I kind of took a backseat on, you know, me.
0: <laughs> no, no, you sacrifice for the family. That's honorable. Like, um, so that's an interesting part of your journey. So in, in your journey, right. Um, right. We, we know you now as like, you know, a master trader who, um, you know, one of the best we've seen, but, you know, you didn't start out that way. You often talk about just how, you know, a couple years back where you were. Um, So tell us about that journey of working, trying to take care of family because you were put in that position um, and eventually working these jobs until finding yourself as a trader. How that actually even happened for you?
1: Oh, man. So, OK, so my whole career before, like I was the trader was I was serving tables and it's like it was just normal to me because it's like my whole family. There was nothing out of the ordinary. Nobody was doing nothing to where they were making a whole lot of money. I I think at the point, like me making money serving tables, and I was actually doing really well for myself, was the point where I'm just like, man, I feel like I'm doing the best in my family. But there was another level that I felt like God was preparing me for of, hey, you're like, this is good, but I don't want you getting too comfortable here. So it's like me taking a back burner, and I'm thinking I'm grown now. I'm an adult, so I graduated high school. I got a stable job. I'm making an income, so they didn't come live with me. You know, they'll go to school, make sure, and as long as I got to do extra, you know, it's just – hey, they got a place to live, you know? So it's like, all right, me going to work was nothing out of the ordinary. It's just me. Oh, I got a good poppy and job. But it's like, because I was making that money so young, when I I was working at Papa's Seafood Kitchen, nothing compared to that, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like, all right, I was able to take care of my sisters. All right, I had a stable job. But it's like, I didn't have a car at the time. So I didn't have a car at the time. I didn't have anyone to rely on to get me to work. So I was taking two trains. I took the A train in Louisville, all the way down into Dallas, like Addison area off of Beltline. And then from there, I had to take, you know, Dart into the middle of Dallas in order to get to, you know, Restaurant Road over in the center of Dallas. And that's where Papado Seafood Kitchen was. They call it like Strip Club Avenue because all the strip clubs and all the NFL players, they'll go there when they're in town. But it was, man, it sounds crazy, but I was making the best money there. (laughs) So it's like, It's like at the same time, like my my employer, um, her name was Teresa, but she knew kind of a little bit of the story of why I was coming to work like really early. Because it's like if I didn't get to work and take and get ready for the trains to take it from like 6 a.m. And it took me like basically four hours to commute, three, four hours to commute into Dallas from Louisville, which is a 20 minute drive. But it's a four hour from train to train to bus to bus. And they're like, man, you dedicated. So, you know. I was like, top of my, I was top in the fucking restaurant industry. Okay, seat. cool. I <laughs> like, damn. <laughs> so it's like, I'm top. I'm like, I feel like I'm always at the top, but it's like, I put passion and effort into everything I do because I remember where I came from. So it's like, mm-hmm. even though it took me three hours to get to work, if I didn't get to work or start getting ready for work at 6 a.m., I was going to be late to work and my job didn't start until 10 a.m., right? So I'll get there every day, rain, sun, or snow. They're like, man, why are you so early all the time? And I finally just told them, like, look, I don't have a car, I don't have no one to rely on. So it's like at that time I met some good people in my life that worked there too. But before I got there, I had nobody. And they're like, Oh, hey, we'll drive you, you know, to and from you know, home. And I'm like, oh, okay, thank you. That's that's cool because I'm not used to people doing that for me. So it just only made sense for me, like, okay, you know, let me work hard, let me stay here all day. And like, I don't know where I thought of it to where it's like, all right, if I stay here all day, then you know, then it's then it's good. I'm making the money. With less having to travel back and forth to work, you know. So I'm gonna get there at six. I'm starting to get ready for six, get there at 10. I'm not gonna leave until 10 o'clock at night. So mm. I get the full thing of my day. So eventually that's when I first started working. I started getting into it more of oh, hey, I'm here all day. I'm making all this money as a server at Papado. So now I can afford to take Ubers instead of waking up four hours ahead of time to get to work. Yeah. So but the Ubers are still 60 bucks a day because it's $30 there, $30 back because I don't have a car at the time. So I'm like, all right, I'm getting stable enough. And then I'm like getting ready to go to college again. I'm like, oh, I think I want to start school. So I'm like, okay, Um, I'm ready to start school. But it's like, I don't know, it's like a weird time to where I don't think emotionally I was really ready to go back. I think it was just something I felt like I was missing out on because I didn't go to school right away, right? Got you. And at that time, I went to school. And I remember studying Tesla a lot. And that's like the first year that was like my breaking point. I was probably like 20, 21 years old. I'm like, all right, well, you know, I'm in school. I was taking like one, two classes. But one of the classes specifically, I remember talking about Tesla a lot because that was kind of big because it's like when I see the future, even back then, I saw the Jetsons. I saw the Flintstones. But with the Jetsons, they have flying cars. And it was like, you know, it was an all tech cartoon, which I'm huge on cartoons too. So it's like, all right, if that's a whole tech cartoon and we don't have flying cars right now, I believe the television will tell you a vision that they see as well. So it's like, I want to read into their vision. So that's like the same year that I bought my first share of Tesla. And at that time, Tesla was only 350 bucks a share. But that Mm -hmm. was before any of the splits or anything. So it was just a full Tesla share. I'm just like, all right, I think I'm doing something. But it's like, even then, 350 bucks was a lot for me to just, you know, invest. Like, I ain't had that kind of money. And then Mm -hmm. then a few months later, I ended up getting fired from Papado. But so it's like, okay, I'm getting fired from Papado. I went to school um, I'm there for a month, but it's like, man, I need a car so that I don't, now the people that I work with that was giving me rides to and from work and the Ubers, they, I don't work with them no more. They got their own lives, So now I got to figure stuff out for myself. Yeah. And I still got to support my sisters. One's in college at this point, the other one's get, getting ready to graduate high school. So I'm like, all right, I'm the only one that can really work. So let me go ahead and work. I was working two other jobs. I was working at, um, Uncle Julio's. I was working at Cheddar's. And I was just really, I think, on the path of trying to find something that would replace Papa, though, because that was my stability. And that was the stable I've been my entire life. So it's like, because I couldn't find a job that could replace that, then I was like, man, what what is this trading everybody's talking about? Like, I had my brother-in-law, because I had a boyfriend at the time, we had a baby, it's actually Aubrey's dad. He -hmm. was in IML. So he introduced us into, hey, this is the trading world, da, 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 da. And I was like, regular people, I thought that shit was a scam, too. <laughs> so like, I said, you ain't making that money, bro. You ain't making that money. But he was taking signals from somebody. I think he was taking signals from, who was it? It was like, I think it was like Dr. Kathy or something like that. She real cool. Yeah. Uh huh. So he was in her group. And I was like, I stayed on the back line and watched him for a while. And then eventually, since me and him, we couldn't afford like our own IML mentorship to where it was like, all right, hang on. To where it was like, um. I think it was like 200 bucks a month we split it but i kept up with trading and he was just kind of on the back burner of oh you can just trade our accounts for us and i'm gonna just help you pay the iml but it's like you know iml they don't really teach you what you want to know with trading. they just want you to recruit so it's i knew what kind of situation i was in i needed the money to come in and i wasn't going to be the person that wanted to take signals for the rest of my life for somebody because i know now at this stage you know signals is cool but it's like all right what if something happens to the person that's reading you so that's interesting,
0: right? Because your foray into it was like one of those "quote unquote" MLM like things that you see uh, folks every day on IG, all in the comments, like trying to recruit people to these different things. But you, right. you, you started there, but then you went and
1: learned actually how to do everything yourself, right? Right. Well, mainly because I'm I'm very introverted. Like I, I know I seem like vocal and stuff on Facebook, but it's like I can sit in the same room and not say a word and just be perfectly content nine times out of ten. Um. <laughs> so it's like. Recruiting was something I didn't want to do. I was like, I don't want to talk to people. I don't even know people. Like, I know my sisters, and I'm not going to get very far with that because the whole purpose of people recruiting was to get their mentorship free or their membership free so that they can, you know, learn how to make money. But it's like, okay, I know that I'm broke. I know that I cannot afford to have this mentorship by myself. I'm sharing it with somebody at this point. So so I need to, you know, get on my shit. I need to get it ready. So eventually his brother, he stopped taking signal because he blew an account. Um, Justin, you know, that's my, Aubrey's dad. Um, he was never really fully into trading. Like he lost $400 and that was all it took. He was just like, Hey, no, I'm I'm good. I'm good. I'm like, all right, cool. (laughs) I'm like, whatever. But it's like, I don't know. I got, I feel like God wanted me to have such a good trade because I already thought it was a scam to begin with. But my first trade I ever took was actually USDJPY. Right. Mm -hmm. And I I can't remember if I bought it or sold it, but I threw a five lot on an $800 account. But the 800 itself was my rent money right so Ooh. Like, man, man but okay so five minutes later i make i throw a five lot an 800 account but i'm not in any training i'm not even in iml at that point before any you know, of this happens so i'm like okay let me push this button and see what happens because at this point, i'm thinking it's gambling you know street For they got the boats it's get it's big gambling <laughs> down there so i'm thinking we gambling let's just see buy sale i got a 50 50 shot First shot I won, and made $1,200 on an $800 account in five minutes. But there was nobody to mold me and teach me, hey, you know, this, okay, don't, don't hit the button again because you got lucky. I, I knew I got lucky because I didn't know nothing about trading. I knew what a pip was. I didn't know. I barely knew how to set up the account, and I didn't have any money to risk. So I'm like, okay, five minutes later, that was the $1,200, fastest $1,200 dollars i ever made in my life. All right, let me go ahead and do it again. Let me see if I can rank this up to 10 k in one night. Blew the $1,200, blew the $800. Had to go back to work some more before I got evicted, but there was just so many evictions and car repossessions because I got fired from Papa Do. But I knew God, I feel like now I understand it, but back then I didn't understand that God was like, you too comfortable with Papado? You get whatever you want. You're making the bread. So let me go ahead and shut that and close that door for you. Basically he closed that door. So I had to go searching. This restaurant didn't work. This restaurant didn't work. This restaurant didn't work. And I'm a good server. I've always been a good employee. I've always been like a smart person, but it's like, all right. Um, It was just a search of trying to find more money that led me into trading. (laughs) All right. So let's take a step back real quick. So the first thing I want to,
0: you know, talk about is your work ethic. Like you're willing to work, you're willing to get up and, and even, even like the idea of that travel, going to that job, like you were willing to put that work in. So first thing is like that work ethic, I guess that came from like watching your mom do that for you guys when you were younger.
1: Like where'd that come from? Yeah, my mom. She always she's always worked. Um, she's worked her entire life. My grandma. She's worked her entire life. My auntie's worked their entire life, and that's and that's just what I saw. They got up, they went to work. I never really seen them miss a day of work, and and most of my family they work in the school industries. Like my my grandma. She was a cafeteria worker. My mm-hmm. mom. She teaches high school. So it's like I was watching them. But I think it also came to I really had no other choice. Like my family was broke, even though they all worked, you know, but they weren't making enough money to support the entire family. And there was really nobody to want to take a risk because everybody was already not making that much money, you know, together or separately. So it's like, okay, if everyone's struggling, then why, it, but, but get, get this, everyone has a college degree. They all have masters. So mm. I'm like, okay, you all have your masters and you're struggling. I'll say, why do y'all force college on me? And it's still going to be the same outcome. So even like with me and my sisters it's like i had no choice but to take a a back seat and go to work for them but that working is all i knew i didn't know nothing that was better for it so it's like when people say come to me and be like hey you know how much do i gotta study i didn't have nobody to ask how much to study i just had to study and study and study until it worked so it's like unless they have that work ethic i think in the beginning because people think all right i'm gonna be an entrepreneur i'm gonna work my ass off i'm gonna get to where i need to be but if you don't have that work ethic before you get to entrepreneurship you're going to be doing the same thing over and over and over again, yeah, whether yeah. it's door dashing and you got free time. But, OK, now I got all this free time. I want to go to the liquor store, have a party, smoke some weed. Da, 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 da. But it's like, all right. It's like when you're not at work, it's going to be those hours that you put in being not at work. That's going to make a difference in your life. I didn't have time to work on myself at work. I had to work on them so they could pay me to make money. Right so I can support my family. And it's like, once all that fell through, I was just always on a pursuit of, Hey man, I got to make it. I got to make it. So even when I got another stable job, this was when I was at Brio Tuscan grill, I had kind of con them too. I was like, all right, um, I can only work, I can't work six or seven days. I need to work three or four. And those three or four, I just took the same mindset of what I had at Papado work all day, have the rest of the days to myself. Except instead of working all day, every day at Papado, I'm working three, four days a week at Brio, Tuscan Grill all day. But in those other three, four days that I had off, that's when I was studying. That's when I was on the charts. And I never left these charts. And people don't get that. Hey, I had a baby at the time. She was she was just born in 2017. I was just now getting into trading. Um, me and baby daddy, we know, we fell out. So it's like, you know how it's like to the point to where it's like mothers, hey, you supposed to have your shit together, but fathers, okay, you, you don't really have to have your shit together. They, they make an excuse for men, but it's like, all right, we got the same baby, same life, born the same year, and we're the same age. So it's like, all right, we got to make something shake. <laughs> so I don't know. I just... You figured I it right. I <laughs> Let me ask you this question, right?
0: So so just to for clarity for our audience who's listening or watching and may not understand, you trade exclusively forex, or do you trade everything? Right, because I trade all markets. You trade all markets, all right. But I so, started um, with forex. You started with forex, all right. So after forex, um, what what did you get into after that?
1: Um, it, I got into binary options. That didn't work out for me, so I went into stock options. And then stock yeah. options, I'm like, okay, let me get a little ground in this. So I do stock options, binaries. The only one I don't trade is futures. Okay. And then I trade, you know, actual physical stocks too. But it's like the way that I view stocks now is way different than the way I view stocks beforehand because i was just trying to basically buy and sell my stocks and make a profit not understanding that i could solely do that with options and have my actual physical assets as you know ownership so nowadays i'm full ownership of when i'm buying into something i see a future with it i'm holding it 5 10 15 20 years out but if i'm trading i'm trading and i'm traded on the trading platforms which is going to be either forex or stock options
0: so what is your favorite um i guess forex would be your favorite thing to trade yeah Okay, got you. No way. way, way, way. way easier.
1: Explain why. Is it because that's where you learned, or is it something else about Forex that makes it your favorite? Well, that's where I started. So that's why I'm the most comfortable. But also, in stock options, it, they have like expirations that you have to deal with. Forex, it's to the point to where it's like, it's okay to be right, but make it to where you don't have to be right that day or that moment. So it's like, you can actually let things play out the way they're supposed to play out because it's like, even though you're risking and leveraging on the account, you can risk lower. Like you can you can scale in on like a 0.01, like, okay, let me ride the wave until I see the reason for me to add heavier on this play. And it's like, all right, until I see that reason, I'm just gonna ride the wave and let the market do what to do because the market can be in consolidation without announcing it being in consolidation. And because it's in consolidation, people blow their account in that consolidation, which that used to be me. I blow my account before the move would even happen because I switched from buys to sales, to buys, to sales and then my money would be gone, and then the play would work out the first one I thought. So now I'm just like, no, I'm only sticking with one. I'm going to scale in, and if it's not doing what I want it to do, I'm not adding heavier until it does it, or until it hits my stop loss. <laughs> what does it feel like now to kind of like make, make make what you would make at, say, Papa Doe in a week or a month or even a year and making that in one day? Like that, How's I, that been for you? It's like a crazy feeling, and I think I think made a point to where sometimes I don't think about it because like even yesterday, I was like, "All right, I say like, I didn't trade, but I had seven thousand. I had seven thousand dollars, you know, coming from my other businesses, um, which I, you know, I sell courses and stuff too. So I was just talking about. It. I'm like, oh, I had five thousand here, I had two thousand there, I had another two thousand there, I had you know three, four thousand there. My sister's like, do you even hear yourself? Like, you saying it like it's just a couple hundred bucks, or it's a couple, you know, you know 40 thirty, forty. I'm just like. I guess now i'm used to it and i don't feel no different i just feel like i'm living my day but now i just have more money i have more options like like i feel special i feel very lucky but it's not but it's not even just luck at the end of the day because i know i worked my ass off to get here like it's like people don't know that my mom was schizophrenic they don't know that you know i took in my sisters at a young age took the back burner but then they don't know that all right in the midst of that my mom got better that she ended up taking my sister's back that's when i got pregnant had aubrey but then it's like all right i spent all these years taking care of everyone else i got pregnant i got fired from papa though. i need to find stable income but there was nobody to help me you know so i'm like all right so that's my mindset of all right well nobody can save me but me so it's like at that point i stopped asking people for help so if i can't have somebody help i'm the only one that can help me and the only way i can help myself is staying up all night staying up through the days learning this learning that not BSing. like i wasn't with iml after i really got serious about it so it's like now it's just really just me it was like me and one other friend but it's like even friends you know they fall off and that's something that i teach aubrey right now she's five she just turned five a few weeks ago mm-hmm. i'm like she's real big on hey you know my friend did this and my friend that did that i'm like it's good that friends boo-boo. but at the end of the day i was like, you got different options than you know kids at your school got and you don't even know it yet i say like, so you got to be Ready and willing to leave your friends behind If they not going to lock into where you think You're to go because that's yeah. what I had to
0: do So it sounds like basically like people see The success story and they see like the monies That you make now like And and, and for the folks that don't know Naomi gets Naomi busy like I ain't trying Just to put your business. <laughs> I ain't gonna put your business out there, but I've seen some of the days and weeks that you've had like Naomi gets busy, she gets busy, busy. She makes some people's salaries in the week, in the day. Right. It's um, like it's not 300 dollars no more. <laughs> yeah, it, it ain't that no more, right? So, but, but but what you're saying is that's what people see now, but they don't know where you've come from. They, they don't, don't know, know the anything. struggle, they don't know the struggle and the things that you've had to deal with to get to where you are, and also the work that you put in to get to where you are, right?
1: Right, because it's like I had no other choice. So it's like some people, they'll make excuses based on, you know, what they're going through, all the trials and tribulations that's going on in their life right now. But at one point, I went through those same trials and tribulations. So they come to me for a handout. But I understood that sometimes God gives people different trials and tribulations to see how they're going to handle it and mm-hmm. if they can overcome it. So it's like, say someone reach out to me. Hey, I got evicted. You know, do you do loans? I'm just like, no. I say, like, I don't do loans because, one, I've done it too often. Got screwed over it every single time. So that's mm-hmm. not the question. And two, i I've like this year, especially, I, I've realized it's not my job to save people. I can help you. I can guide you. I can get you in the right mindset. But as far as monetarily trying to save you every single time, if I save you once, you're going to think it's okay for me to save you again. And it even comes to some people to like, hey, you know, I just need $20, $30 for lunch. I'm like, all right, you know what? Whatever. I, uh, they want it to be alone. I say, hey, just keep it. I let them keep it. They'll come back a few days later. Hey, can I get $20, $30 more for lunch? And I, this time I'll pay it back. I'm just like, no. Because I helped you once and look, like you just came right back because you think I'm going to help you again. And it's like I sympathize with people and empathize with people because I used to be at that point. But it's like if you're not willing to do everything it takes to save you, especially nowadays, because when I was broke, there was no DoorDash. There was no Uber. You know, I had to go apply for jobs, get hired, wait my two weeks. And then in that two week stand, I'm still dealing with evictions, but I can't tell nobody at work. I'm about to get evicted. I can't mm-hmm. tell nobody at work. I'm going to get my car repo. One, one of the times I was working at Uncle Julio, my first week there, I got my car repo trying to make the rent <laughs> so that I could pay the rent. So it's was like, now I'm I'm back to, all right, let's go ahead and, you know, go back to the drawing board, I bought a $500 car from somebody. And then, you know, that was my stability. Now I was able to stack money to pay for the rent. But it's like even back at Papado or when I was, you know, um, in college, I only went to college for that month because I needed money to buy a car. So I was in college just long enough for Fastwell to come in. Mm. So that's what came in. I got me, you know, a cash car from one of the no plot, the um, places, but it's like, I was like three months behind by the time I got fired. But that was the same year that I got the car. So three months behind, boom, fired, boom, I'm late on my rent. So it's like, all right, there ain't no DoorDash. There ain't no, there ain't no Uber to help me. There ain't no Uber Eats to help me. I, it's me. I got to go to work or I can't ask nobody else because my family ain't got money. So it's like, because, like, even the Internet now, it wasn't as big as it was back then. People think, oh, you know, help is just a message away. Let me try to message people instead of getting my ass up and going out there and get the money. Like, I don't want to hear it nowadays because it's like, all right, I had a kid when I was 21. All right, my family, we got got mental illness in my family. And even with everything, I still overcame all of that because I got into my head. I'm like, hey, look, it's me. And at this point, I have my daughter, so she can't save herself. I got to save her and me, so I have to be the stable one baby daddy i got baby daddy issues too people love to say that when i'm like look it's like me and him we got the same baby same life same age but he still served tables and work working fidelity and i'm rich i ain't got to do nothing all day <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: so how-
1: <laughs> but so
0: so man you've been through a lot let me ask you this question with everything that you've been through right um mm-hmm. and i can see that you know how that affects you today like with everything you've been through what would you say is the biggest hurdle what was the biggest thing that you had to overcome to get you to where you are now, where you
1: can have multiple businesses and all these things. What is the biggest hurdle? I think it was my emotional intelligence, honestly. Like I used to take stuff personally and I, I still catch myself doing it sometimes because it's like, I know that people weren't there for me back then. So it's like, now it's, Oh, Hey, you got the money now. Let me ask you, duh, 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 duh. you've been to where I was, but it's like, all right, I've been to where you were, but I know it's not my job to say nobody. And it's like, okay. Tra- even trade losses that would hit me hard. I would take it personally. I'll throw my phone at the wall and break it. All right, don't do that, Naomi. You know, don't, it's just a trade. Now you got to pay for the wall, the phone, and for the account again. That's just that's triple the loss now, you know. So it's like taking things personally, even though, even with business, like say, even my subscription service last year, I just started it, right?
0: I'm mm-hmm. like, damn,
1: like, why do some people cancel and some people stay with me for a year, two years, three years, four years, you know? And I've realized that. You can give everyone the same information and not everyone gonna do right with the information they gonna say hey you know i've been studying for the last 60 days and i'm just not making no progress yet i'm just like damn like you only study for 60 days and you complaining like i didn't i didn't have nobody to comp- complain to it had to work or it had to work so it's like people get so caught up on playing a b c d i only had plan a and plan a was to get stable but i know that i was going to be a person now to where i have a subscription service and you know, I have a mentorship, and I'm helping everybody. No, I didn't know that because I'm not even one to want to talk to people. So it's like I needed my men- my emotional intelligence to get stronger because now I'm dealing with more people than just me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now,
0: you said you said something a couple of times that I want to talk about. Right, I think it's powerful, right, and I think it's, it's profound. You say I realized at some point it's not my job to save everyone right Mm -hmm. and i want to talk about that because i know sometimes like coming from environments that we come from and dealing with things that we deal with in our past some of us that have you know and that's that's Mm -hmm. exactly because that means success is subjective but a lot of times we deal with that survivor's remorse right of Mm -hmm. wanting to help people because you understand the struggle like how did you finally come to the point where you said look it's not my job i gotta let some people go in order for me to move forward how'd you get to that point like what 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 clicked to make you realize that?
1: Man, I kept getting evicted. I kept getting my car repoed. And then it's like nobody was there to, hey, Naomi, you can come, you know, stay here. It's like, oh, I got this going on. I got this going on. I can't lend you no money. Even though it's like I was a person even went in the restaurant industry to where people would come to, my aunties would come to me. My mom would come to me. My grandma would come to me. My, would to me, my uncles would come to me. But it's like, all right, now they only me. evicted. They only just out here on the streets. And I actually had to rent a room from this old lady I had found on the website because I really had no other choice, you know? So I roomed with this lady. Um... Over in Flower Mound, Texas, and I still had my dog. I had a cat. I had my kid. But we rented a room for like five, six, seven hundred dollars a month. And it's like I didn't know her. She was a stranger to me, you know, stranger danger. But she seemed really cool. So it's like, all right, she seemed really cool first couple of weeks. But then it's like, all right, hey, uh, my grandkids are coming to visit. Um, so I need you to go somewhere else. I'm like, no, I pay rent here because I really have nowhere else to go. There's nowhere to go. Like, I have my kid. I got dog. I got my cat. I got a little little sedans. Um, sedans. So it's like. It's like I can't sleep in my car with everybody in the car, you know. So it's like I have to stay here, lady. So she became crazy and erratic, and then she tried to illegally evict me. So it's like all of that I went through, and I didn't tell nobody about that shit. I just kept going. I kept going to work. I kept trading, so on and so forth. And then at that point, it's like, like you know how I told you, like my first, I would risk my tra- my uh my my money for my rent. Yeah. So it's and like I'm risking money for rent, and that's why I tell my students when like, I look, bro. Like I did that because I knew that I wasn't gonna stop working. Like I'm different than anybody else that even think they are close to me. It's like I had no choice but to work. And if I lost it all again, I already know what I would do to get it done again. I would go to the restaurants because at that point, restaurants they're good but they're bad because you make two thirteen an hour, and it's like they, you, there's no promise of a tip. Now if you're if you don't make you know minimum wage, they'll pay you seven twenty five, but it's like really it's like. Minimum downside, but unlimited upside if you work your tables the right way. So it's like I was really making more than a 7.25 an hour raise, like a regular job. So it's like if I know that I'm making more based on serving tables, then that's going to be my first thing. I wouldn't go get a regular job because it's like even serving tables, it's like mini entrepreneurship, except it's like, it's like safe entrepreneurship to where, all right, I got the manager I can go to for help. Got the kitchen to help me, and they're cooking the food. All I got to do is talk to the table, keep them happy. So as long as I'm happy, that means money in my pocket, you know, but then there's bad sides of certain tables to where it's like you working and working and working. And some people just not tipping. Right. So it's like, all right, I can't take them, not tip them personally because if I would have quit after say, say the managers took me off a of 30 top one day and they took, and I want I picked up for the 30 top. I'm like, no, you finna work on the floor. So I'm like Man, I'm not finna make no money on the floor. you know, I ain't got no car. Da, 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 da. If I would have took that person, guess what? My very first table on the floor, and I'm talking about my faith has been big ever since I was a worker. And that's where mm-hmm. I started, like, everything. It's like, all right, if I would have took a, the 30 top personally and quit that job that day, I wouldn't have got a $1,000 tip on the very next table that they sat me. It was a seven top. And they were a seven top of entrepreneurs before I even knew I wanted to be in entrepreneurship. They were on their way um, to a festival out in New Orleans. And they ordering crab legs, they ordering steaks, appetizers. <laughs> <four days. laughs> <It's only seven. laughs> <laughs> you know, and know like, what
0: you realize is that you were really, you were literally helping people to your own detriment. Like, you were so willing to help people that you were put well, yourself. On the, yeah, and I'm I guess drowned. you realize, like, yo, you know, um, you, I got to save myself first. Um Man,
1: it's like I was building a boat for everybody to get in. They would get in the boat, and then they would start cutting off my ship, build their <laughs> own little ship, bro. And then, <laughs> and then when the fucking hurricane hit, my shit crashed because I got the holes in my boat now. Yeah, but they all got little tiny boats and they good so now it's like man Naomi's not helping me you 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 got money and got big I'm like no because honestly I still live the same life not even live the same life. It's just like all right now I'm focusing really more on investment because like people don't understand like me investing 50 to hundred dollars a day back then. Only grew and grew and grew, so it's like my first time making two hundred dollars passively. I was hooked because you know I'm working. I'm used to working for two hundred dollars, yeah. so now it's like I take the same process, but instead of fifty to one hundred dollars, I'm doing it with five grand and ten grand. Mm-hmm. And then last year was probably one of my biggest years ever. to where it's like now, I'm getting into the crypto side of things. So instead of investing fifty to one hundred bucks trying to make a thousand, I'm investing eight to ten thousand dollars, and I'm turning that into two hundred fifty k, three hundred k, five hundred k, so on and yeah. so forth. Yeah. And they, they don't see that; they see the Naomi now of oh damn. You still not working now? You still doing that trading stuff? What? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: They 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 see they see they see you with them M's okay. now. They like say they see with them M's now, and it's a little different. <laughs> but they don't know where they don't know your story though. I think that's why it's important to tell your story, um, man. So tell us about like you know because you have multiple businesses now, right? Right. Um, tell us about some of the things that you're currently into. So we know you're a master trader. Um, you know we run
1: the back up that way, but don't you have a couple other things you do as well? Yeah, um, so I have a mentorship course that actually came from Trading as well. So I have a private mentorship course, which I actually had someone come down. She was actually based out of Houston. She came down to Dallas, and then we know we linked up for the last, like, three three days. And then it was, like, from, like, 8 a.m. to, like, 3 or 4 p.m. But it actually ended up last longer because she was actually really cool. So I was like, she'll hang out with me until 5 o'clock. So I had to go get my daughter. And, you know, I would just show her the ropes So everything I thought, everything I went through, even took her down memory lane. To some of the restaurants, and I just kind of talked to her about the struggle too, to where, excuse me, a lot of people that are in, say, the regular mentorship for the group mentorship, they don't, they don't get to see the struggle side of me, right, they don't get to see, hey, this is the restaurant that I worked at, and this is kind of how I feel and how things went, and I'll, you know, name off the menu to her, and I'm like, yeah, I, I really used to work here, people don't understand that, because now it's like, hey, they see trading, and it's like, all right, they see trading, um, yada, yada, she doing all this, but it's like, Oh, do you really know this menu? Because I used to be the person on the other side of this table serving it. Like I'm thinking the people that came to Dough, oh man, they rich, they can afford these plates. But now I eat a Papado every single week. You know, it's nothing to me. <laughs> 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 it's like it's expensive, but it ain't that expensive. I'm just like, but it's like then she even used to see the George, where it's like, I knew I only wanted to make a hundred dollars. So it's like. Coming into business and I'm investing in stocks. I'm investing in crypto. That's another side of my business. The group mentorships, all those mentorships, all I do is put that money because I don't need it because I trade. I just put that into more stocks and crypto and then all the crypto and stocks take you to work. So even when I'm sleeping, I'm making money. When that time I made the 250K last year off an 8K account, and that was in two weeks, I'm talking about that thing went from one day to um, 20K, and then overnight it had like a 300%, 400% gain. And that account was at like 250k, so I'm just like, all right, dang, like that's crazy. So I was like, investing oh, in crypto. Oh, let's slow that down real quick. I'm cool. You said, you said I, that, I'm you minding said, my business. Said, <laughs> she said she said she said, said,
0: we yeah, said from
1: 20k to 250k. Like, right. yeah, what's in yeah. two, <laughs> two weeks? woke up 4am. Two weeks. I'm like, I'm like, I'm supposed to be getting ready right for the gym because I had a trainer last year. She like, hey, you coming in? I'm checking my phone, checking my crypto, checking my stocks. stop walking not open yet. I checked that account. I close it out, you know, swipe it up, open it again. Still say 250k. I'm like, all right, all right, hang on, hang on. Let me text my group. Hey, y'all, see this? (laughs) uh, I'm up 250k because I share everything with them. My mentorship, man, they get they get Naomi all the time to where it's like I have an availability with people, but it's like my mentorship people is just. That's my that's my circle like that's the people yeah. that I know are gonna take it seriously that's the people I feel like they got the same job as me and, I, and they prove it because they'll pay me up front there ain't no really questions hey this is what I want I'm gonna pay you because you got the best results so hey let me join the winning team They in the winning team guess what I teach Forex to them but really I'm showing them everything I'm showing them crypto I'm showing them stocks I'm showing them options market I ain't taught them everything they know and they've been with me since I started mentorship in like 2019. But it's like Mm -hmm. 2017, 2018, I was selfish. Now, it's like sometimes I'll get in a mood to where it's like, you know, social media kind of hard. Like dealing with people to where it's like, man, it's always going to be the naysayers. There's always going to be people that doubt you. But it's like, man, you can doubt me all you want. But it's like at the same time, I'm living the same life every single day. You know, you can't tell me, hey, you know, you broke, but I'm sitting here not doing nothing for 24 hours. Or, hey, if if I want to take time off, I take time off. If I want to talk to people, I talk to people. But now I got the option of, that can't it's not really nobody to tell me to go to work ain't nobody to tell me hey Naomi turn your hair back to black you know your hair red right now I need the black because that's that's not what the guests want to see they don't want to see no red dreads they want to see they don't want to see dreads at all you know I worked in the rich white neighborhood so yeah <laughs> oh no oh it's all kind of crazy just to think about and go down memory lane Of uh, all right now I got a real estate uh rental business as well to where um I had met with uh, one guy his name's Rome, Um, and he lives out in Fort Worth, Texas. So we had met up at Papado, and he's showing me the real estate game. And he has a 48 unit apartment complex that has a 90% accuracy, but he's been in the business for like 20 20 years. So it's like, mm-hmm. now I'm just hungry for knowledge. I'm like, just like man, and I'm telling them, like, same thing with the way we're talking right now. I'm, like, I'm telling them, hey, this is where I started, this is where I came. And then it's like, I don't know, it's like because I came from restaurants, I think that's where I got and are able to talk to people. That's where I was able to socialize and kind of mm-hmm. connect. And that's all I did was bring that connection into entrepreneurship at the same time. So now it's like, I can meet someone for the first time and they'll be like, man, it seems like I've I've known you my whole life. I'm like, that's good because I feel like everything should be a regular conversation. Like. Why hide anything? You know. <laughs> no, listen. I, I appreciate I appreciate your transparency. Yeah. I'm pretty sure someone could take something from that.
0: So now you're, now you're in the real estate game, the crypto game, the, you know, the options, and mm-hmm. you're, you're you're in the money game. Let's just put it money down. There, game. Right?
1: You're, you're Which money game. Even with game. that, I feel like people will um, say they get to because I used to have an Amazon automation store at the same time. So say people see everything that's on Facebook and they try to do everything. They try to get into investing in metals and, and stuff i i feel like my most growth came from focusing on what i wanted which is investing trading and real estate so all i do is repeat the same process every single day even mm-hmm. if i do nothing i'm gonna invest some money if that market go down on a friday i'm like ooh, it's discount day Yeah, go ahead and look what we're looking at (laughs) from there. Let me ask you this question, right? So what do you think is the biggest
0: mistake that most people make when they want to start trading, right? If you had to come up with just like one thing, what do you think is the biggest
1: mistake people make? Um, I would say paying too much attention to what other people are doing. Like, you know how there's like scalpers and intraday traders and swing traders, but, you know, coming into it, you don't know what's going on in the first place. So it's like, if you don't already understand how to consistently catch pips, you shouldn't be worried about what everyone else is doing. And because like me, I didn't know what a swing trader was. I didn't know what a scalper was. I didn't know what an intraday trader was. I just knew I needed to make money consistently and not blow my account. So if I did everything I could to not blow my account, then all right, let me get into it to in it even longer. So it's like people nowadays, I have all types of students in my, in my say my mentorship. So they're like, Oh, well, this person trades like this. And that person trades like this. And that person is like that. But I want to trade like this. I'm like, okay, well, if you want to trade like that, then that's the person you need to be focusing on. I said, don't go grab 27 mentors and want to see what everyone's doing because now your ass confused and you expecting me to fix it because you confused yourself. I was like, I don't know what so-and-so is teaching you because I'm not in that group. I don't know what so-and-so over here is teaching you because I'm not in that group. I'm Naomi. So you want to be profitable like Naomi? Naomi's an intraday trader, but I have a swing outlook on things. So it's mm-hmm. like, I'll just find a way to get back into the market where if I, knew, if I know that the trend is up, then I'll catch the counter trend. Like we had caught the sales last week on ETH and we caught that giant sale on um, SPX, um, you know, at the beginning of the week. And we had caught the very top tip of it, but we had caught it from Monday night. So Monday night, I was doing my mentorship. i like, this market kind of high. And I'm like, you know, there's only three ways the market can go. It can go up, down, sideways. So it's like, if you already know that you want to be a buyer and you only want to buy, then this ain't your time to be buying. You need to go close your phone and go, go on vacation for a little bit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. All your counter, all your counter um traders, like our intraday traders that want to counter trend trade. This is your time to shine because I see a sales setup coming on NAS or not NAS, but SPX. But even then, it's like at NAS SPX annual 30, they're gonna all make the same move. So that's really just three different trades right there. But because they focus on what everyone's doing, they can't find something for themselves. And I feel like every single thing that's meant for you is really meant for you. So it's like if you pay attention to, say, what Timmy doing over there, that's Timmy's destiny. That Timmy is, is, is meant to do this over here for a reason. Let him do that. But it's like it's good to learn from somebody, but don't overtake their personality and try to make it you and you not them. You don't live their life. You're not at their house. You're not with them every second. You're not sitting on the toilet with them. So go do you. <laughs> so what I'm what
0: I'm noticing is, um, you know, throughout this thing, you're talking about being hyper focused. Um, you know, sharing your journey about not having to save everyone. These are some of the things that I'm picking up through this conversation. And this is a great conversation. Thank you again for being transparent. Um, oh, core, sure. I know you had a couple questions before we got out of here, brother. What was a couple? Oh, questions? You I got a couple thousand questions, but I'll I'll stick with a couple Um, you (laughs) know me so when you're when you're um when you when you're looking at you know people that take into your mentorship or business partners what's the number one thing that you're looking for in in a a mentee or a business partner what's the number one thing you're looking for
1: Mm, so in a mentee i need my mentees to be hungry like i could teach you to be profitable but i can't teach you to have that drive and it's like, even if you gave the lazy, lazy person the same information you gave someone that's gonna work hard, the person that's gonna work hard and is willing to work hard is gonna do it every single time. The person is lazy, they complain that, hey, I'm not getting these results right here. You know, It's already been a month, it's been two months, it's been six months, I wanna quit. I'm like, look, if you wanna quit, I can't stop you from quitting, but hey, we gonna continue to show without you over there. So it's like, if you do quit, and I tell them this every time where it's like, I know it's not my job to save people, but I'm gonna show up every single day. You can't show up every day, like I'm gonna show up every day and I'm rich, Then guess what? Whenever you do quit and you feel like you're going to get an epiphany and come back, that's where you go back to where you quit it and you pick up where you left off and read every single message that came in this group after you quit, whether it was six months from then or or seven months from then or 11 months from then. I'm not starting over again because you wanted to quit back then. As a business partner, man, I feel like I just want my business partners to bring something to the table, like bring them to the table, like they don't have to bring me to the table because I'm going to bring me. So as long as they can bring them and provide and not just be – because it's like even with business partners, like I've had good business partners. I have – I've had bad business partners. Right now I have a really good business partner. Her name's Ravina, and she actually is in London, and she swing trades, right? And, but I'm an intraday trader, so I'm like, all right, we get the same bias. So I'm like, man, what's your swing outlook on it? She's like, man, my swing outlook is way over there, and then I can line up. I'm like, yeah, I can see why it would hit that. So now it just – it makes me want to do better too. So I don't want to do have someone that's doing less than me. I want to be able to be equals – or, hey, you better than me, and we can both teach each other something, whether it's us teaching each other, like, different techniques of trading or us teaching each other on the business side of things to where, hey, she got her term conditions set up like this. I got mine set up like this. Oh, you using PayPal? No, I use mine as Stripe. And, then, you know, we're just bouncing ideas back and forth. But it's like some people I've worked with to where they just want to eat with me and, and not contribute to nothing. But they don't want to pay either. Like, they don't want to pay to be a student, but they don't want to contribute nothing as a business partner. So I'm just like, man. I ain't taking no business partners like that because it's mm-hmm. like I've done it too many times and got screwed over every single time. And that's why I've always been not real big on networking and not real big on like, you know, like connecting with other people. Because like when it comes to trading, I don't need a connection with anybody to be a good trader. I just got to look at those charts. If you can read a chart, you can print money. So I can print money, but then it's like, all right, I'm getting into real estate. Now I'm making those connections because I need to add those connections in real estate. Hey, I got a question about this. Da, 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 da like okay you know this is how you would do it this is how you would get things without having to go through credit this is how you get apartment complex but don't get the apartment complex before you know how to do the little stuff because then it's gonna be overwhelming for you you know Mm -hmm. yeah that's just me (laughs) all
0: right um and the 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 next question i got is um what are you your outlook as far as um the markets are are looking at uh looking at the markets right Um, Mm Hmm. What do you look at as far as like your number one? Like for me, my number one indicator is I just look at Jerome, right? Uh-huh. Me, I just I just look at Jerome and I'm like, all right, I know which way the market's going to go as soon as he opens his mouth. Right. right. But for you, what's your number one thing that you look at in the market to, to get an indication on
1: which way? It's going to be technicals goes. every single time. I'm a, okay. I'm a huge technical trader. And it's like I've had people to where they'll try to, you know, talk to me and teach me, hey, you know, uh, fundamentals is the best; it's the key. Da, da da But to me, fundamentals don't matter if that market don't. It's not at a key area of supply or key area of demand. And every single time fundamentals comes out, the market is at key levels. Like this week coming up, I think we're gonna be really bullish. But guess what? We're right at an area to where they broke out from in the in the, to begin with. So all we're doing is retesting that area. If we can't close beneath the last daily low that happened 20 days ago, guess what? I'm counting it as a higher low. We're gonna go up from here because it's still below sale high. But it's like. The fundamentals like say even interest rates if there's going to be interest rate hike the the market prices that in long before the news comes out so it's like that's why i'm able to intraday and swing so well because i know that the market already has things priced in but some people get so caught up on hey this news is about to come out they're not looking at what the chart is telling you of hey we know this news coming out but we already made that move so now it's looking like the news make this thing bullish when really it was bullish four or five days ago and you just not reading it you just not getting it but now you got the latest entry so when it comes to the market and people that like the fundamental trade over technical analysis, it's like technicals is the car, fundamentals is the gas. But why would you go get gas if you ain't got no car, right? You don't need no gas without the car. So it's like you need to pay attention to getting a car and then figure out what type of gas you're going to put in that car, whether it be dealing with GBP or AUD or gold or the interest rates or oil, anything like that. People argue that all day. So it's like I know what kind of trade I am and I'm the only one I see with receipts. So it's like if you can't receipt me, then you don't need to talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't you don't need to say nothing else to me because you see what I'm making. Don't don't be trying to tell me what to do if you're not making that. If you don't have this in your account, don't take nothing. <laughs> what's, what's your favorite pair to trade? Mm. I say oil. I like oil, I like gold. And I started out with those pairs. Like gold. So I used to trade, you know, I tried everything because I didn't have a proper mentor. So mm. Since I tried Fibonacci, I tried indicators, um, I tried looking at fundamentals, but I tried Elliott Wave. So it was like probably 2019 when gold was at like 1280, 1270. And I called the gold buy that giant, you know, it ain't never going back to 1270, but I called a buy there using um, Elliott Waves. So I'm like, man, I was like, all right, A, B, C, D, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, each longest wave. I was like, we finna buy this. And at first, I'm, and that's what's me still figuring out, because remember, like I taught myself how to trade. So I'm like, all right, this has to work or this doesn't work. And whatever works, I'm keeping whatever doesn't work. I'm getting rid of. But my whole life was like that. So all I did was take my life and put it into trading. My family I all have masters. They all have stable jobs, but none of them rich, but none of them invest. Let me get into investing. Let's see what this doing. All right. Investing in Tesla led me into, you know, a different circle. All right. Now I'm dealing with IML trading all right they're making that money but they're not teaching me what i want to know got rid of them now i'm getting into reading naked forex so i'm reading naked forex and that's a book i got off of amazon and Mm um it taught me really price action trading so it's like because i'm learning price action trading from there what's it called hang on one second Mm -hmm. okay (laughs) sorry (laughs) okay yeah, but uh, with Naked Forex, because I was learning price action trading, it like, teaches you like the M's and the W's of the market, but what it doesn't teach you is how to profitably trade them. Like They teach you how to trade them, but they teach you how to trade them late. So it's like, because I'm hungry for knowledge, all right, I read this book. I see what it's telling me, but now it's time to implement it. And what they're teaching me, I implement it into the market, and I'm like, huh, this isn't really working the way I thought it would work. So it's like, let me try this. And I've been with it every single, ever since. <laughs> so, so let me ask you a question about that, right? Um, uh-huh. Is that your favorite book? Or let
0: me ask you this question. Let me ask you this way What is your favorite book or a book that's inspired you along your journey? Is it Naked
1: Forex or is it something else? Um, definitely Naked Forex, but also, what's the one called? It's called, um, dang, it's called, uh, no, there's Rich Bad Poor Dad, but then there's another one called, uh, I forgot the name of it. It's like, start with an A, The Alchemist, Alchemist. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I like that one a lot. And I read that one like my first year trading. And it's because it's telling you that anything that you have, you can multiply, right? Basically. So it's like, it's like if you think bigger, then you're gonna get bigger. If you think small, you're gonna get small. So it's like it's been a while since I read that book, but that one was one of the keys to my c two. to where hey, alchemy at its finest, turning gold, turning silver into gold, turning copper into silver. And and that's what it is with money. So it's like if you can flip $50 into a thousand, then you can flip a thousand into ten thousand. 10,000 mm-hmm. into 100,000, and then from there, you're only a 10x away from a million. Gosh. People don't think small, they like, Oh, I don't want to take profit here at 50 bucks because I want this 50 dollars to turn into $10,000. But if you do it over and over and over again, repetition is going to be key, it's going to make more sense for you overall, you know, and it's going to be beneficial for you because you know you can do it again. There's never a missed opportunity. Yep, these
0: are all mm-hmm. facts, man. Naomi, listen, this has been amazing, and um, <laughs> I want to thank you for your transparency and telling your story because uh. You know, you're going to help some folks, and some folks will like understand your 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 journey. It's not just about you know the Naomi with the with the six figure receipts, and you know what I mean. The Naomi with the million dollars. It's Naomi now that <laughs> where where you've come from, right? So, um, what's the future hold for you, right? You talked about getting into the real estate. Is that what your future is, or is there any other thing else that you're looking to get into in the future? Real estate
1: and ownership, and honestly, I want to start a trading school too um training school but i want to put it in communities that look like us Mm -hmm. and it's like i feel like the people that i teach now are the people that i can have go to those communities and hey you know she taught me i know i can't be everywhere but i can multiply myself and if the blueprint is meant to be multiplied then multiply it and with kids like i have a course on montgomery that has it like for teenagers and younger kids to where it's like a mini version of the course because i know Parents not trying to spend five k on our kids right now, especially if the kids not going to take it seriously. So let them try it out with a hundred dollar course and see how the kid likes it. If they like it, all right. Now the kid can join the mentorship, and we'll just put that hundred dollars towards the mentorship for them because they have been paying it all this time and they kept up trading. But it's like if they don't want to join the mentorship, you know, they are just paying a hundred for as, as long they want to pay it in order to get the information. Um, so I feel like like kids, they're the future. And it's like with me, I started trading so young. I started at 20 to where I'm turning 27 in two weeks. So it's like now.